Hey, and welcome to the NCC More podcast. Uh, this is a time that we, we add a little bit more value to Sunday's message and continue the conversation. And uh, Philip, wow, Sunday was absolutely incredible. Of course, we're in our, we're in our series right now with Friend of Sinners yeah. with the book, which if you don't have the book, you, you got to get it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean all the winners in the church right now right. are reading the book. And so you don't want to be yeah. the one loser not reading the book. But but no, really, we, we've sold 150, 170 copies of this already. People And other people have bought it. Um, right. So many right. in the community are reading it. And yeah. uh, it's just a, 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 great, a great time for us to grow together mm-hmm. as a community. And the thing I love about the book is it doesn't matter whether you're just starting to follow Jesus. Yeah a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, or if you've been following Jesus for 40, 60 years, it it, it hits you in a very unique way. Absolutely. Yep. And so, but I want to take a couple minutes and dive into Sunday's conversation where we kind of talked about the story of Zacchaeus, this tax collector, this mob boss per se, who who Jesus kind of uh, almost presumptuously invites himself over to his house and and has dinner with him. And uh, that was your message on Sunday. And and the title of your message was Divine Disruptions. Mm. Divine Disruptions. And I want to focus just for a few moments because you talked about how we're either uh, we're either in the midst of a we, it's a divine disruption mm-hmm. or a, what, what did you call it? A, irritating interruption. An irritating interruption, yeah. and that really that really determines that's really based off of our perspective, off of yeah. our focus. Yeah. Um, and so I want to talk for a minute. Uh, whenever you find yourself in one of those moments, because yeah. you talked about how it, it, with an irritating uh, interruption, mm-hmm. it's because we're caught up in our to-dos, mm-hmm. we're caught up in our in our priorities, and we're yeah. just oblivious about the people around us. That's right. Um, how When we get caught up in that moment, how do we shift our focus from our priorities, from our to-do lists, yeah. uh, to the people uh, who are just passing by us? Yeah, you know, I think that's, that's, a, that's a, great, uh, a great question. I think the 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 challenge or, or the problem many times is that we don't recognize this until the back end mm. like when it when when we've already gone through it and it gets to the end and then we can say wow that was a you know i've used the the illustra- an illustration on sunday but right. but it's just like it's just like anything you know we 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 have um, uh, this thing that happens and we feel like it's going to be terrible, and then it turns out to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, "Wow, this was a divine. This was this was divine. This was from heaven. Look at what God did." But that wasn't what we were saying in the beginning, right? And so I think of like, why wait to the end mm-hmm. to have to have that mentality? Why not have that mentality in the beginning? Mm-hmm. Why not go into these challenging situations? These these potential irritating interruptions, why don't we go in with a different mentality to yeah. say, well, this maybe this is God. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe God is, is, is keeping me from something. Maybe God is introducing me to something. Maybe God has, has put this in my pathway and there's going to be something that is going to come mm-hmm. out of this. Mm-hmm. And so I think so many times we can miss the blessing of a moment mm-hmm. Because we we walk past Zacchaeus, mm-hmm. we're annoyed with Zacchaeus. We 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 are ignoring Zacchaeus, and we walk past him because we're so focused on our own things, and and so he becomes uh, this uh, this thing that's going to keep me mm-hmm. right from what I'm really trying to do or where I'm really trying to go. But 
but instead of realizing that there's going to be these moments, these people, these situations that come into our lives, and if we will just come into that with the right perspective, mm-hmm. the right mental viewpoint of mm-hmm. saying, well, maybe, 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 just maybe, yeah, maybe there's a reason why I met this person. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a reason why I'm stopped at the at, at the. Um, uh, you know, at the railroad tracks. I, you know, I remember this example actually, and, and I was going to use it on on, on Sunday, and um, uh, but I stopped at the railroad tracks. Uh, this is not that long ago, a few months ago. I looked to my right, and when I looked to my right, I saw somebody who reminded me of somebody, and I just thought, and I was like, oh man. And so I was like, man, I haven't talked to them in forever, right? Mm-hmm. So I just shot them a text. Hey man, thinking about you today, praying for you, hope things are well created a whole conversation. Things weren't really going that well. And so I was able to really encourage him. He was like, man, it's crazy that you text me today. It was one of those moments, right? Yeah. So I could have like been irritated with the train. Right. Like, why, man, this train's just trying to ruin my day. Right. right? Or I could just take a moment and pause, look to my right, have see somebody and realize, man, this this tr- without the train stopping, I would have never seen that guy. Mm. Without seeing that guy, I would have never thought of my friend that mm-hmm. I haven't talked to in, in months, a year, a couple of years probably. Yeah. If that wouldn't have happened, then I wouldn't have been an encouragement to him. Mm-hmm. That was a divine disruption. Right. That train was a divine disruption for me to connect with somebody that I had not connected with. Mm-hmm. And so I think we can just sit there irritated, angry, but mm-hmm. that's the wrong mental viewpoint. Right. So right. why wait to the back end? To realize, wow, look at what God did. When I can go into it, I can avoid the irritation and the aggravation. Mm -hmm. And I can realize that there are moments in life where God is going to divinely disrupt my schedule, Mm. divinely disrupt my routine, divinely disrupt my day, Mm -hmm. so that I can have these moments to be a blessing, to be an encouragement, to Mm -hmm. be a life source for people that he puts in my yeah, path. That's so good. And I actually had a, a question asked by one of our servant leaders off of this topic. And, and they asked, what, what, is it, what is one thing or a couple things that you do personally to set your focus, to set your mind before you even leave the door to, to prep yourself for disrupt, divine disruptions? Yeah. What, what's something that you do before you leave the door, cognizantly knowing that I'm not going to get caught up in my priorities I'm going to be cognizant of the people around me. Absolutely, and I think this is a this is a lifelong struggle, mm-hmm. you know, right. because uh, uh, like we said, you know, we we either get focused on our pain, our problems, um, or our priorities, right? right? And, and so that, this is the lifelong struggle of being a human, right? I'm mm-hmm. way more worried about my pain than I am your pain, right? <laughs> right, right because your right. pain doesn't hurt me near as bad as if my pain hurts me. Uh, <laughs> my priority is like, oh man, if you don't get what you need today, oh. Tough luck. Tough, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I got to get what I need to get done, right? That's just part of humanity. Mm-hmm. And so I think this is always a struggle. There's no way like there's no way like you've mastered this, right? Mm-hmm. This is like the journey. This is the journey that we're on. This yeah. is why we're talking about this right, because right. it's a journey. And so there's no way to say, oh, yeah, well, I've mastered that. I've perfected that. Yeah. Um, but there are some things that you can do to help you. Mm-hmm. The thing that I really, that I bring into those situations is what I just said a moment ago of like, Maybe, right? Yeah. Maybe. I, I I can't say with certainty, like that every train, right? Sometimes, I mean, a train just has to deliver its, its goods where it's going. Like, it, it really has nothing to do with me. Right. It has everything to do with, they need to get, this is where they laid the tracks. I'm trying to get across <laughs> the tracks. I came at the wrong time. You right, know? Like, yeah. And, and, you know, so, but I think that the where we find this divine disruption is in maybe, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm supposed to talk to that person at the grocery store. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Like, maybe, maybe that invitation to church is going to be the thing that changes their life and changes their 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 family legacy forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Right? It's, it's never like... I, you, it's never 100% on the front end. Right. That's why we don't recognize it until the back end. Right. But what if you went into every day, every situation of like may, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this moment, this person, maybe this thing that is slightly, um, you know, could be irritating. Right. Maybe inconvenient. M- maybe inconvenient. Great word. Maybe inconvenient. Mm-hmm. Right. But just maybe. Maybe something is going to come out of this. Yeah, I think that is a perspective shift that because you, you can't you can't say it with certainty. I think this is where people get, get can get frustrated with this is because when you say you know you know something good's going to come out of everything. Well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, like I don't right. know. Like I spill coffee on my brand new shoes. Like ah yeah you can't say something good right but 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 maybe Mm -hmm. is there not the opportunity is there not is there not the chance for me to learn a lesson is there not a chance for me to be a blessing is there not a chance no maybe maybe you know and i think that coming into every day with that with that mindset of no matter what happens Mm. maybe god's doing something that's so maybe god will use me Maybe maybe I can be a be a blessing, be a a, a source of joy of life, yeah. you know, for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when you come into that, of maybe God's going to do that. I think that that is the thing that will that will help us switch that on the front end. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's that's the one thing, and that's just a mental disposition. You know, that that's part of that attitude that you bring into the day of just always living that maybe God's going to do something unusual today mm-hmm. even in the difficulty maybe god's yeah. gonna god's gonna show up and i just live with that maybe mm-hmm. and you take the take the chances and you go you know zacchaeus climbing in the tree and maybe it's a it's a moment that we read about mm-hmm. right in luke 19 salvation has come to this house look lord you know it's a it's a salvation moment but maybe it's just a dude that climbed a tree <laughs> right. maybe he's a bird looking for the birds up there you know like you thought it was Zacchaeus but mm-hmm. it really wasn't mm-hmm. you know uh, and so I think but you have to approach mm-hmm. with the maybe mm-hmm. maybe God's doing something that I don't see mm. you know and so I, I think that that is one that is one mental view that I try to bring into every day. Mm. I think changes a lot. That that is so good. That is so good. Um, kind of switching gears now over to Zacchaeus a little bit. We we talked about Zacchaeus how he had a limitation. Yeah. He was obviously vertically limited, challenged. Yeah. Uh, he was a short guy, you know, and so he um, so obviously he couldn't see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and and climbed a tree, uh, but obviously. Not everyone has a physical limitation. Right. There are many different limitations. I just want to kind of discuss what are what are some limitations that are common in our culture, limitations that are common in people who've been following Jesus for a long time or people who are new to following Jesus mm. that that limit us or keep us from seeing Jesus. Yeah, very good. You know, and I'll just go back to the story of Zacchaeus and what we talked about that that height was not his only limitation. Right. Right. I mean, we even made made mention of that in, in, in the message on Sunday that he knew he was dishonest. Mm-hmm. He knew he wasn't a good guy. Yeah. He knew that people weren't like going, oh, that's a that's an outstanding citizen right there. You know, he, he knew. So so it wasn't just a height limitation. He also had this other limitation. It was like, man, 
I don't know if this if this guy's really who they say he is. I don't know if he's really going to want to see me in a tree, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so so he had to overcome those things. But but I think for us today, there are so many there are so many limitations. Um, I think the limitation the first the limitation of our past mm-hmm. um, is that people bring so much shame, so much guilt. You know, especially people that knew that knew better, right? Mm-hmm. Like I knew I shouldn't have gotten in that relationship. I knew I shouldn't have walked down that road. I I knew that, and I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And the guilt that they bring into into the future because of that, right? The shame that comes with that. Yeah. So the 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 past can be a huge limitation mm. to the future that God really has in store for us. Um, and and not just our past, but then I would say, really, uh, you know, what we call our limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. right? That I can't, I'm not, right? I, I, I can't yeah. be that person. I can't do that. I'm not going to be able to change. I'm not, you know, and we, we have these beliefs that we bring in. And these beliefs turn into some real limitations. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to say I can't whenever God says you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're living in direct opposition, right? I mean, when the word says that the the words that the the Bible says the words that come out of your mouth, right? They they are yeah. life or they are death, yeah. right? Yeah. So I've been speaking over my over my life, death, mm-hmm. right? I can't, I'm not, and 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 yet I'm wondering why there's no real life there. Wondering why I'm not growing and blossoming and thriving and flourishing the way I really need to be. And so I, you know, I really think that uh, that the past. And then these limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. man, the I can't and I won't ever be able to, mm-hmm. and all of these things that we have said, we have spoken over our lives that have really become a lid mm-hmm. was what a real limitation is. Yeah. It's like the lid that's keeping us from 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 getting where we where we really need to go. And and so I, I think that mm-hmm. for us, overcoming that past, getting rid of that guilt, that shame, that condemnation. Mm-hmm. I knew better and I did it anyway. Like, okay, I'm going to embrace mm-hmm. grace. I'm going to embrace forgiveness. I'm going to live in mercy. Right. I'm, I'm going to live right. that life. And then not only that, I'm going to begin to change my belief system, mm-hmm. right? I'm not going to live in the I can't. So I'm going to start saying I can. I'm not going to live in the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not able to. I'm going to mm-hmm. live in the I am able to. Mm-hmm. And so I think when we begin to go through those two shifts, it really opens us up to to really climb above our mm-hmm. limitation. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. I, I think sometimes also there's some there's some there can be also potentially secret limitations mm-hmm. where we uh, where we have a limitation that we're not cognizant that it's actually mm-hmm. limiting us from seeing yeah. Jesus. You know, something that we deal with in, in this area sometimes is you know just that uh, that spirit of religion yeah. that which spawn off into things like elitism and racism and sexism things along those lines. Uh, which those obviously limit us from seeing Jesus, limit us from seeing and experiencing God, but we think we're seeing and experiencing God. Yep. And so for someone who's maybe stuck in some degree or faster that, how does someone begin to recognize that they're limited in their view of God and their view of Jesus and overcome and, and, and come out of that? Yeah, well, I think this book, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I think that this is the reason why we're reading this book right mm-hmm. now is because um, we can get stuck in a, a cultural Christianity mm, mm. and where we make we make Jesus out to be something that he's not really in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've heard him presented in this way by our grandparents or by you know by, by a, another pastor. We've created this image of Jesus and it's really limiting us 
from 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 meeting the real Jesus right. and finding out who he really is. And mm. so, you know, I, I think that, that, but this is why this book is so helpful. This is the reason mm-hmm. we're reading this book right. is that uh, Jesus cares more about relationship than perfection mm-hmm. because we realize we're changed through relationship. We're changed right. through love. We're not being changed by mm-hmm. being judged according to living a perfect life. We're, mm-hmm. we're being transformed and we're being changed mm-hmm. uh, because God's calling us to live in relationship with yeah. him. And that loving relationship is where transformation happens. Right. That is so good. That is so good. Um, continuing on, uh, later in the message you talked about, we talked about how Jesus and, and, and his mission was to come and to seek and to save. That was lost. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that a lot of times he, he didn't come to discipline the lost. He didn't come to expose and punish the lost. No. He came to seek and save the lost. But I, I find that a lot of times, you know, we as Christians subconsciously pick up like this mission of our job our job is to judge the lost our job mm-hmm. is to be sure to expose the lost and to yeah. show the lost how lost they are in their mm-hmm. lostness like how how do we move from that from that mentality to the mentality that Jesus had uh, to seek that really is to seek and save the lost? Yeah, no, you know I think that's a great question, and that's a real um, a real mindset shift for so many people mm-hmm. um, to to really see God. As we've kind of said, we're basing this whole series kind of off that fact that. God cares more about me than he does my sin, mm-hmm. right? Which, which means that, uh, so if God cares more, what, what, if we, what if we said this? Like, what if we flip that and say, okay, if God cares more about me than he does my sin, then, 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 then I need to care more about God than I do my sin. Mm. So if I care wow. more about God than I do my sin, that means I need to talk more about God than I talk about my sin. Mm-hmm. But think about what so many people talk about. We talk about our sin. Mm-hmm. We talk about our struggle. We talk about what's wrong. Mm. And we don't talk about God. Wow. Why? It's because yeah. we're putting more emphasis on what is wrong with us than we are on what is right about him. Mm-hmm. If you would if you would ask me like, hey, what is like some of the, the, the secret sauce of your uh, of your walk with Jesus, of, of your journey uh, of man, this would be like one of the this would be one of those things is like not talking about are stressing or putting all things on all the things that I'm doing wrong that I have to improve. And I just talked more about what God could do. Mm-hmm. I talked more about his grace. I talked more about his love. Mm-hmm. I talked more about him desiring to be close to me. I, I've just spent more of my life thinking about mm-hmm. and talking about how much God loves me and how much he cares about me. And so therefore how much I care about him mm-hmm. and not as much time talking about all of the sin, mm-hmm. all of the, the issues. And and I think that so many times, and, and not to say, not to get confused with it and say like, oh, you don't talk about your issues. No, you, 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 you do, but I stress him more than I stress my issues. Right, right. I talk more about his power than I do my problems, right? Yeah, I talk yeah. more about what, what God can do in me than what's happening in me right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's been a thing that's really been able to break me through in, mm. in, in my life. It, and so if he cares more about me than my sin, I should care more about him than I do my sin. Right, right. I shouldn't be all of my attention on what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. I should be putting my attention on him. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what the scripture says, mm-hmm. you know, keep, keeping your eyes on Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's how you run your race. Yeah. But think about what we do so much. We put our eyes on what's wrong with us. We put our eyes on, oh, man, I've got this lust in my heart. Oh, mm-hmm. man, I've got this selfishness. Oh, man, I'm gossiping. Oh, man, I'm, I'm angry. Oh, man. I'm, and we put all of our attention and our focus on the stuff that is wrong. Yeah. Right? 
And so I'll lose my focus on him where that's the only way that I'm really going to be able to run the race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so if God cares more about me than he does my sin, I should care more about yeah. him than I do my sin. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so good. And that's the only way we're changed. Yeah. We are changed by him loving us and us loving him. Mm-hmm. And I think that overflows into our relationship with others because if, if I'm so focused and emphasizing yes. my sin, well, my mind's programmed to think that way. So whenever right. I interact with other people... I want to be emphasizing and focusing on their sin. One hundred percent. Yes. Right. And that was your yeah. question that I did not answer. Yeah. But that's where I was going <laughs> right, when I started. Right. <laughs> so thank you for 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 bringing it all the way back, putting a stamp on the end of it. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> and so, um, um, but moving in uh, on the in the last portion of the of the mm-hmm. sermon, uh, we talked about how. Uh, there's this, with Zacchaeus, there is this moment of salvation, but Jesus's sermon, the parable, mm. uh, well, that's not parable, but the, the story didn't end there. Yep. He began to teach about how how this this process, this will, this will after this moment of salvation yep. comes yep. this season of growth, and it's yep. a continual, it's a, ten, a continual growth cycle, yep. right? And so, and so I had someone ask me this, Jared, after the d- divine disruption, mm-hmm. after the moment of salvation, how do you practice patience while waiting for the transformation to, you know, really take off? Mm-hmm. How, how do you how do you embrace patience um, in, in the midst of those divine disruptions? Oh wow! You I know? mean that that that's great because you you're going to have to have patience with yourself and all the way until you die. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's a that, that's the reality is that we are never going to figure this thing called life out. Mm. It's never going to happen. You're never going to master life. Yeah. Like you, you're, you're never going to figure that out. That, that's why this is a, a, a struggle, and and it's and it's a journey. That's why we call it. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. I'm walking this journey, and life keeps changing. Mm-hmm. You're about to get married, right? Right. right? Life is about to change. Mm-hmm. You have one child. I have four child. You know, it's like <laughs> four children. It just for, keeps for the changing. record, I do not have a child right, currently right, right, right now. Right. Just in case anyone's wondering. <laughs> You know? uh, yeah, but yeah, and, and so I think that, that life is always changing. And then you raise the you, you got toddlers, and then they're teenagers, mm-hmm. and then they're out of the house, and now you're back to kind of where you first started. And this is why it's a right, journey, right? Because you never you never are able to master the emotions or to get just stuck and feel, oh, this is how life works. Mm. It doesn't work that way, yeah. you know. And 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 you progress through responsibilities in church, and and the times are changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just go you go back. 15 years ago, no iPhone, mm-hmm. no smartphone, mm-hmm. no social media. These things didn't even exist, right? right? What do we and, do? And they have right. I mean, when we stayed home and like <laughs> we, watch Friends. Yeah. I mean, you had to be at home at eight o'clock. You know, it's like it, the, these things are 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 changing our are changing our world. Right. You know, and so we're always growing. We're always developing. And so if you don't have patience, mm-hmm. you don't have a shot. Mm, mm. You, you don't have a chance. Yeah, like you, yeah. you have to have this this long-term perspective and long-term mentality of like, I will be changing forever. So that's why I said mm. we come into the kingdom in a divine disruption. Yeah, That's how you get in. Mm-hmm. Jesus comes in, boom, and mm-hmm. interrupts your life, right? right I mean, right, right. boom, disrupts it. He, he, he comes walking by. He shows up. Boom, it's a moment of salvation for you. Just like Zacchaeus, we have... You are Lord, mm-hmm. right? You you are what I've been looking for. You are that you are that 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 thing, that person. This is what I want. That that moment. But then transformation happens through all of the divine disruptions that follow. Mm-hmm. That's never going to happen. 
So it's not like, okay, I got to have patience for the next three months so I can figure this out. No. Right. You're going to have to have patience forever because mm-hmm. it's going to be disruption after disruption after disruption after disruption. Yeah. But that's where the transformation is. Mm-hmm. Is, is God still disrupting me to teach me things? Mm-hmm. No, this is where we got into, we even said it on Sunday, the challenge is, is when it comes in the form of, of, a, of another person. Right. Mm -hmm. If I have a vision right, (laughs) and the angels show up and God writes something on the wall, I'm like, yes, Lord. But whenever my wife turns and says, you know, you got a problem. (laughs) Right. It's like it's like not the same. Right. It's not the same. Uh, But that's who God uses. Mm -hmm. God uses uh, people in our life. You know, Um, God uses uh, Carolina Lee, man, for for instance, my eight year old. um, You know, the the other day I said something to her uh, that was. Um, uh, that, you know, I'd heard growing up, I didn't use it in, in a derogatory way, but I said she had done something. I was like trying to get him out of the house. And I said, come on, knucklehead. Right. And she stops and she says, I'm not a knucklehead. And she says, and I don't think you should call me that either. And I was like, boom, man, you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so God used it. That was a divine disruption. Yeah. A divine disruption to remind me what? The power of what I speak over my children. Mm -hmm. Why would I want my daughter growing up thinking she's a knucklehead? Right. Come on. Mm -hmm. What are we talking? Divine disruption, Mm -hmm. right? To to remind me, man, the words that I say, the things that I call my children, these things matter, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that was a moment of of divine disruption. I believe she was speaking... She was speaking to me the word of God. Mm-hmm. She wasn't an eight-year-old daughter in that moment. The Holy Spirit was correcting me. Mm-hmm. I don't think you want to call me. I don't think you should call me that. No, I shouldn't call you that, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, so I think that th- those are the divine disruptions. Mm-hmm. That, and they just keep coming mm-hmm. throughout life. Uh, and, and so I think you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, Absolutely. I've been preaching for 22 years and I'm still calling my daughter a knucklehead and still being reminded by her and the Holy Spirit <laughs> that no, that's not what you want to do. Right. Oh, no, that's not what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so life, a life of transformation, mm-hmm. if that's what we want, is a life of divine disruption. Mm-hmm. And we have to constantly let God disrupt our, our moment. But then let's take it. Let's take it back a step. And I could be. But this is where we could go of like, my daughter says this, and this is where we go, because she's an eight-year-old. She's my daughter. She's eight years old. Right. Shut up. Come on. You know, I'll call you whatever I want to call you. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, like, right. We, that's where our mentality. And so we. this is a this is an irritating interruption. Like, who do you think? Oh, Come wow. On, wow. Shut yeah. up. You know, like, get in that's the good. car. You, you know? No, no, no. This is a divine disruption mm-hmm. for my transformation. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ever do that again. I will never call her or another one of my kids knucklehead ever again because of divine disruption. Mm-hmm. But I could have been irritated by it and been looking forward to the next time just to say it to her. Yeah. Right? Because it so would have good. been an irritating interruption. And so I think that, that those divine disruptions are what create the moments of transformation. Mm. Um, and so we have to be patient, yeah. you know? Yeah. And God's so patient with us. Like, right. I. I mean, God's not striking me down, right, mm-hmm. for that. God's using my eight-year-old to say, hey, mm-hmm. don't think that's what you want to do, right? Right. You're right, God. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's so good. I think also, as we grow in learning to walk in patience and grow in patience with ourselves and with our own growth, it also affects our patience with other people as yeah. well. 
Absolutely. Um, because we, we realize that other people, they don't have their stuff together, and we can't expect them to yep. because we don't have our stuff together. That's right. You know? Absolutely. And so it just creates such a healthy room for patience yes. in, in our families, in our relationships. 100%. You know, in our communities. It just, you know, gives a great way of space for patience yep. there. Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. Uh, this week was amazing. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And uh, you do not want to miss this coming week. Uh, so we want you to make plans to be here on Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15. It's going to be It's, it's going to be, be great. It's yep. going to be a great Sunday. Yep, yep. We'll see you here.